We are here for a mini table read for a fan script that I, Evil Annie, has written. It's called Remedio Wedding Chaos Theory, inspired by RCT and wedding videography. Of course, you know, also inspired by Community by Dan Harmon. This is a birthday gift from us to Minotaur Man, the birthday boy. I mean, guy, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and let's start. You, at least it was there. Cover by Cass. Give me your hands, show me the door. I cannot stand to wait anymore. As somebody said, be what you'll be. But we could be old and cold and dead on the sea. But I love you more than words can say. I can't count the reasons I should stay. Give me some rope, tie me to dream. Give me the hope to run out of steam. Somebody said it could be here, but we could be roped up, tied up, dead in a year. I can't count the reasons I should stay. One by one, they all just fade away. Wait and see. I'm tired of that part of me. That makes up a perfect lie to keep us between. But I'll return into days. So watch what you throw away. And be here to recognize there's another way. Britta's phone alarms go off simultaneously, and Annie gasps at the sudden sound noises as if she was hearing gunshots being fired outside. Jeff raises his eyebrow at Annie, questioning why that was her reaction. He decides to say something. Annie, it's just your guys' alarms. Annie grips her chest to calm herself down. She ignored his reassurance. Mind elsewhere. Britta looks at her phone and notices the time. She gasps, wide-eyed. She looks up at the others, who, up until now, have been playing a celebrity imp impersonation game to pass the time before the wedding, and then at Annie with a frantic look. Uh, Annie? Annie looks over at Britta, and then down at her phone. Her eyes 
widen, and she quickly grabs her phone and stares at the time. She looks at Britta once more, and they scream in unison. We're going to be late. Be late. Get, Get ready. ready. The others stop what they were doing and check on their own devices for the time and immediately start to get ready for the wedding, changing and all. However, Abed, who was filming everything thus far, stood there and realized something. He raises his hand. We have seven cars. I think it would be a better idea if we all took one car. Someone has to be the driver. He finally shouted out to the rest of the group. Everyone paused what they were doing and stared. They all realized what it was not feasible to drive all seven cars to the wedding. That's like wasting gas money. The dean clapped excitedly. Jeff, <laughs> you and I can drive together. Meet you at the car. He starts to head towards uh, towards the door when Jeff annoyingly responds. We are not driving together. He declines. The others were silent and he looks over at Annie. She gives him one of her de- one of her deadly pleading looks and he sighs. Jeff, realizing that no one was going to up to man up and take the role of the chauffeur, he speaks up. Ugh, okay. He says as he walks over to the table and grabs a dice that was right by the Yahtzee box. Before he sits down, he shows it to the rest of the group. But they all have a confused look on their faces except for Abed, Annie, and Britta. They, on the other hand, gave various reactions towards Jeff. Annie groaned and Britta rolled her eyes. Starting on my left with one, your, no- your number comes up, you go. Jeff continued, ignoring the woman's responses. Abed, on the other hand, tilts his head. Just so you know, Jeff, you are now creating six different timelines. Abed finally speaks. Jeff scoffs and scar- sarcastically responds with, Of course I am, Abed. Everyone gathers around the table and sits down hesitantly. Dean, however, sat down enthusiastically, while Frank and Elroy looked at each other, shrugged, and then sat down. Once everyone has been seated, Jeff rolls the dice. It lands on two. Two. One, two. Annie. Jeff points at Annie, and she rolls her eyes and groans at the outcome. Okay, fine. I guess I'm driving you guys. Jeff, satisfied, nods his head, and everyone quickly stands up and grabs their things before heading out. Fade out. Cut to exterior wedding ceremony day. The camera pans to Garrett and Stacy in front of their wedding crowd. They are at the altar holding hands and being officiated by Todd. Garrett begins saying his vows to Stacy. To save Greendale Committee arrives rushed. Garrett, Todd, and Stacy to look their way. Yes. Guys, guys, guys. Everybody's looking at us. Shh. Your shh was louder than what I said. Well, maybe if you didn't smoke while I was driving, are you sure you're not high right now? So, shh. Shh. Part two, interior wedding reception, night. The Save Gundo committee is laughing and having a good time. An unknown woman approaches the group, smiling. Oh. The rest of the Save Gundo committee greets the woman simultaneously. The woman smiles. Having a good time? Once again. The Greendale Committee responds to the woman with a yes. Are you Garrett's mom? I sure am. Everyone in the group awes. Annie shakes Garrett's mom's hand. Garrett's mom smiles, but her expression changes. I think you guys could maybe take a step back, gain a little perspective. 
so you don't wreck the whole night for some really wonderful people. The committee's smile fades away. You came to a wedding in the middle of the vows through a bush. I'm not Dr. Phil, but I don't want my son to kill himself. So do what you gotta do. Garrett's mom leaves. The Save Greendale committee awkwardly stands there distraught. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. We just got chucked. And it was pretty deserved. But we're not just gonna stand here and lick our wounds either. Jeff is right. And that chipper, passive-aggressive lady, she's right too. So let's spread out and... Be the best wedding guest anyone has ever seen. Yes. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to try it. Cut to the Save Greendale Committee, with their own plans on being the best wedding guests possible, disperses to socialize with the wedding guests. Off to the side, Britta looks into, the op- looks into Abed's camera and recaps on what just happened. She mentions how she had to pick up her own pieces of the group, the group's pride, starting with her own first. She briefly gets deep and wonders if what she had just made, said made sense. There was no response from Abed behind the camera, which prompts Britta to try and hug Abed. I love you, Abed. Elroy POV. I'm strolling around the wedding reception ground seeing how I can be a good wedding guest. I get in front of Abed's camera for an interview and I'm asked if I knew how to be a good wedding guest. Abed may have seemed to underestimate the length of the length and the amount of content I was about to give him. My name is Elroy Potashnik, and from 2006 to 2009, I was addicted to encouraging white people. I approached a man who was having a bit of trouble getting his meatballs on his plate. I see this as an opportunity to tune into the good old wedding guest persona I was talking about. All right, now there's a man who knows his meatballs. The man looks at me, smiles at me for saying such kind and encouraging words, and then thanks me for them. Shortly later, I'm sharing drinks, conversing with a group of all white men, laughing, having a great time. I continue to tell Arbet why I even started doing this in the first place, the cheat code behind it, and how I feel about doing it. Sometime during the wedding reception, everyone is gathered to hear the best man and maid of honor speeches. After an embarrassing speech from Stacy's maid of honor, Andy, and Jeff takes it upon himself, having convinced Garrett's mother prior to allow him to take the reins on the best man. He heads to the middle of the dance floor in front of Garrett and Stacy. It was going extremely well, uh, with a charm. Always does. He finally brought Aunt Polly and Mimo and asked Garrett and Stacy to bring them onto stage. Uh, Garrett and Stacy brought Aunt Polly to the front, and so Jeff asked if anyone had seen Mimo. Stacy leans closer to Jeff and whispers to him, This is me. Jeff, not quite grasping the situation yet, now thinks that he got it wrong that this is Mimo and not Aunt Polly. Once again, he asks, this time to Garrett, where Aunt Polly was. Garrett, confused, points to the same woman that was confirmed to be Meatwall. 
Any guess besides, uh, said, the sudden realization which was followed by the rest of the guests in the room. That's the end of Arroy's point of view. Interior wedding reception, moments later. Okay, uh, now I don't feel as stupid. Uh, because either someone here is lying, or this family is a lot closer than we thought. Jeff awkwardly smiles, the crowd wide-eyed shocked. Elroy stands up. Now, here's a man who knows how to marry his cousin. Audience gasps. Garrett's mom faints and falls into Todd's arms, fade out. Ugh, okay. He says as he walks over to the table and grabs a dice that was right by the Yahtzee box. Before he sits down, he shows it to the rest of the group. But all, but they all have a confused look on their faces except for Abed, Annie, and Britta. They, on the other hand, gave various reactions towards Jeff. Annie groaned and Britta rolled her eyes. Starting on my left with one, your number comes up, you go. Jeff continued, ignoring the woman's responses. Auburn, on the other hand, tilted his head. Just so you know, Jeff, you are now creating six different timelines. Auburn finally speaks. Jeff scoffs and sarcastically responds with, Of course I am, Abed. Everyone gathers on the table and sits down hesitantly. The dean, however, sat down enthusiastically while Frankie and Elroy looked at each other, shrugged, and then sat down. Once everyone had been seated, Jeff rolls a dice. Abed catches the die before it lands. Abed stares at his hand and holds the die, and everybody stares at him confused. Abed blinks and looks at his friends, who are anticipating an explanation for him. I don't think you should. Chaos already dominates enough of our lives. The universe is an endless raging sea of randomness. Our job isn't to fight it, but to weather it, together, on the raft of life. A raft held together by those few rare, beautiful things we know to be predictable. He explained. Fade out. Cut to. A distant voice calls out in my subconsciousness. Minnow? It's our man? I try to remember where I'm at. The voice gets louder. The voice is Evil Annie. Min, are you there? Are you okay? Huh? Oh. Snapped back to reality. I'm in Table Reads VC. We finished an impromptu read of both, uh, both RCT and wedding videography. Uh, sorry, I'm still I'm still here. What's up, EA? Oh, I uh, I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday, along with everybody here in call. Happy birthday, Min. Thank you so much for everything you do, and I hope you have a wonderful week. You're an amazing person and have done so much for the server. We love you. I check the VC list and see Ryan, Izzy, Meg, Mofo, Zach, J-Chan, Sharon, Cass, Batman, and JJ are on call too. Fade out. Hey. Thank you, guys. That's amazing. That was awesome. Now recording. <laughs> yeah, we're now you guys can say it. Happy birthday, man! Happy birthday, happy birthday now I know you're getting a bit older, so erection might come less handy. But with that, 
though amount of reactions, you might find some wisdom. Wisdom wisdom that is just as good as a hard-on, in many cases. A brain hard-on, if you will. And many more.